the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. Do you remember when we were in school? You can use grade school or high school and all the cliques that existed and the likability or the lack thereof of yourself or your peers and the people you were around. And I'm thinking about our annual yearbooks and certain people and pictures that were were pulled pulled out or not only included but also excluded and just the the whole genre of likability yeah i absolutely remember that and it's so like you said it's so clicky in so many ways yeah and then we get older and for some of us i i hated high school i was already graduated by the end of my 10th grade a lot of that had to do with me having surgeries and being on homeschool and being able to get ahead in that way but i, w- I was just so over it and I remember spending the last two years working more than I was in school and going to college more than I was in high school. And I remember thinking how beneath me it felt to have all of the the little clicks and just all of that social element that I I never accepted and things that I was a part of, I didn't want to be a part of, and I thought I wanted to be a part of like being the president of certain clubs and things like that, but it was never for me. And I remember thinking when I get out of high school, all of this is going to go away. Yeah, that's something it's interesting because you and I are completely different in this instance where I was always that social butterfly and me and my buddies, we'd, we could go into any of the cliques throughout the school and we got along with pretty much everybody. And we just enjoyed that social networking side of things so much more. And I never even considered the fact of like getting out of school, like this is all going to be gone. I was like, no, we're still going to keep in touch. And I, I can't, I don't think I talk, I think I talked to one person, two people cause they're married outside of high school that are that I knew in high school. Yeah, and today I want to talk about how we can use science to get people to actually like you. And the reason why this was important is because when I got out of high school, I soon realized, especially as I began to work more and more, that those cliques never go away. And despite me feeling like I was more comfortable doing things on my own, It's quite important for us to have a social circle and social influence, even if as I'm speaking this to you right now, it might feel cringy. And I'm saying that because I know how it feels to have the thought of that feel cringy. And I also know how unhealthy that is and how important it is for us to have a social environment where likability is a factor that makes us feel important, makes us feel worthy, makes us feel like we're needed. And this isn't just in social circles. This is also in our immediate circles with our family. And it's funny because thinking that 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 social element of school goes away into adulthood and understanding that it doesn't is very evident if you've ever worked in a work environment that has more than like 10 people in it, right? Because those cliques exist, those relationships and little inner circles exist. And 
if you think about how it is in your own family, when you have major family gatherings, it also exists in your family unit, right? There's typically a group of people who are outside and maybe some are by the barbecue and other ones are playing games and some are inside the kitchen. And those circles tend, tend to have a tendency to stay in those same groups, those same cliques. And there's a book I'll link below. It's called The How of Happiness. And there's a woman named Sonia who has a team and her team decided that they wanted to go out to grade school and they wanted to run a little study on this very topic. And what she did was she had half of the kids do acts of kindness to each other for six weeks. So each of them had to do that for six weeks, an act of kindness, just when it was appropriate, but with intention and to, to focus on that. And of course, the other half was in a controlled group, the control group, meaning that they weren't doing this with intention. And she fast forwarded here in the book to the end of the study and the kids who did something nice for other people, by the end of the study, they were not only happier than the control group, but they were also more, quote, popular than they were in the beginning. And I'm thinking about this, trying to relate it to our adolescence and then into adulthood. And I'm thinking about how inadvertent acts of kindness are when you're a kid because a lot of that could also stem from the acts of kindness from parents. And think about, especially when we were in like kindergarten through sixth grade, the kids who would bring cupcakes into, into class mm-hmm. or the kids who would have like those little Valentines with candies and, you know, the, the simple things like that. And then also on the personal level, those kids who befriended the new kid in class, right? It, it definitely made those students more likable than the other ones. And that might sound vain and materialistic, but it's the truth, right? Those are simple acts of kindness that are incredibly identifiable when you're young. And getting older, we realize that I can use our neighborhood as an example. We try with great intent to do things out of service and acts of kindness for our neighbors because we don't have many of them. And we want to make sure that we're that neighbor that they can count on. But we also have a silent understanding that it works both ways. And it does. There has been many times in the past, we're going on eight years of living here now, where that's proven to be true. Yeah, it's very nice when you you're and you're not doing it with that expectation of something coming back to you. But it's almost that it's an expectation where it's I'm here supporting you and I'll do whatever I can for you, but they're not coming to you and like, Oh, I need help. I need help. I need help. And utilizing that or abusing that niceness from you. And they're actually reciprocating it on so many other levels and goes down to something as simple as they have a tractor. We don't. And they grade our little washout area at the bottom of our driveway and just doing things like that. It's just, It's super nice and it's touching to have them do that where we reciprocate in our own ways. And and it's not even a reciprocation thing. It's we do it just because we want to do it. Yeah. And it could also extend into the workplace where there might be something that perhaps one of your partners is responsible for. And in the moment, it was easier for you to just go ahead and do the thing. And so by the time that they go to do it, they realize you already did it. And of course, we're not talking about in an abusive way or letting people take advantage of you. Of course, there are boundaries that exist within this. But we're talking about the nuance of 
being deliberate because you want people to like you and not having to be grandiose about it, but to understand that if you yourself are somebody who feels like, I don't care what anybody thinks about me, I think that's a very naive statement that we've all probably made a couple times in our life, but it's also something that you learn with maturity to grow out of, and then you learn the importance of relationships, and when you understand that, then you learn the importance of nurturing those relationships. And I also think if you make that statement is, I don't care what people think about me, it's everybody does. There's nothing that you can do as an individual that doesn't make you not care about what other people do or think. It's more so of you don't care about having that relationship with that specific person. But on the other end, there are other people who you do care about their thoughts or opinions on you, and you do go out of your way for that individual. Yeah, that's a great point, because I think as a whole, that that is a that is a pretty valid statement to make. Like as a whole, I wouldn't care what society's impression is of us as a law enforcement family, for example. Yeah. But the other side of that is that we we don't do things that are illegitimate of the profession. And you try to be noble when it comes to being the the example and setting the example for for the profession. So that that is a great example. Yeah, it's something that I think we all need to realize and we need to stop looking at as everything as a whole and just kind of hone it in on to individualized type scenarios. Yeah. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And I hope today that you're thinking of acts of service that you could do for yourself, your spouse, your people at work, your kids, your neighborhood, things that will allow others to see you for the light that you really are. And of course, we can use science to get people to like us. So I hope you're having a great day. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.